The 2022 MLB postseason starts today, but unfortunately, it will not include the Baltimore Orioles. However, that doesn't mean we won't enjoy an incredible month of playoff baseball. And coming up on today's episode, I'm going to look at all 12 teams and try to help you figure out who you're going to cheer for in this year's postseason from an Orioles fan perspective. Plus, I'll make my World Series predictions, which are sure to be wrong. But that's all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. You are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Friday, October 7th, 2022. And welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb. And coming up on today's episode, it's going to be our Locked On Orioles 2022 MLB postseason preview. I'm going to run through all 12 teams that made the playoffs. Take a look at which former Orioles are with those clubs and could get a ring this season. And also just try to help you figure out if, hey, you're wondering, who should I root for in these playoffs? Well, from an Orioles fan perspective, today we'll run through all the teams and try to figure out who us as a fan base should be pulling for in October. And then I will make my predictions round by round through the World Series at the end of this podcast. And hey, I did pick the Braves to win it all last year, so maybe I can take two in a row. But that's all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast, which is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And before we get started, just want to thank you for making Locked On Orioles your first podcast listen all season long. We're free and available on all podcast listening platforms. And even with the Orioles season over, we're still bringing you five episodes a week, Monday through Friday on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And also right here on the Locked On Orioles YouTube channel, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Again, we're still Monday through Friday, all the way through the postseason. And then once we hit November, we'll scale back a bit Three episodes a week, generally Monday, Wednesday, and Friday throughout the offseason. We've got a lot of fun content planned starting next week when we're going to dive into kind of looking back on this Orioles season. We'll talk about our favorite moments from the year, rank them on an episode next week, and also get into our player reviews for the season. Give out some grades to all of the key players from this Orioles team, talk about who will be back next year, and then, of course, we'll preview the offseason, talk about potential free agents who could come in, potential trades the Orioles could make. We'll look at the Rule 5 draft, how that plays in, and everything in between for this offseason. But again, it's all coming up in the next couple weeks, and we thank you so much for making Locked on Orioles your first podcast listen of the day. For your first listen today, let's talk playoffs because you may be listening to this and the playoffs have already started. We've got four games here on Friday to start the new wild card series with the expanded playoffs this year. 12 teams in total, six teams in each league making the postseason. And the way it's done this year is the best two division winners in each league get a bye into the division series. So in the American League, that is the Astros and the Yankees, and in the National League, that is the Dodgers and the Braves. But the other eight teams will be playing in a best-of-three wildcard series this weekend. All the games will be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Again, best-of-three, and all three games will be played at the Better Seeds home ballpark. So this weekend, you've got the Phillies 
at the Cardinals, you've got the Padres at the Mets, you've got the Rays at the Guardians, and you've got the Mariners at the Blue Jays, best of three series to move on. And I'll make my predictions for those series coming up at the end of today's episode. But first, I want to do a little rooting guide for Orioles fans this postseason, because of course, the O's came up a little short. Despite being 83-79, and 79, they ended up finishing three games behind the Rays for that final playoff spot in the American League. But there's still some teams, some players that Orioles fans should and could root for this postseason. So if you're wondering, hey, who should I cheer for in the playoffs this year? I'm going to rank them 1 through 12 for rooting interest for Orioles fans. And let's kick it right off with what I think is the number one team Orioles fans should be rooting for this postseason. And it's actually... The same team it's been for the last couple of years in the postseason. That is the San Diego Padres, who of course are led by Manny Machado, who might just be the MVP in the National League this year. He's got a couple of guys around him, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, a few others. But the consensus seems to be it's not going to be easy and it's going to be close, but Machado could win MVP this year with the Padres. He has a 152 WRC plus. The best of his career. He has a 7.4 war according to fan graphs. He's basically having the best season of his career, better than anything he did in an Oriole uniform, and he's doing it for the Padres, leading them to get a wild card and get into the postseason. It would be cool to see Manny win a ring. Of course, he got to the World Series with the Dodgers the year the Orioles traded him to LA. Of course, they lost to the Red Sox in the 2018 World Series. He hasn't been back with the Padres, and I'm hoping he can get there. And then, of course, if the Padres win, Ryan Flaherty would get a ring as well. Ryan Flaherty is an advanced scout and a de- developmental coach for the Padres. He's actually in the dugout with the team. And if you remember, back in an early part of this season, much of the Padres coaching staff actually got COVID-19. And so a lot of their staff was out, including their manager, Bob Melvin, and others. And so Ryan Flaherty had to manage a handful of games for the Padres. He made his managerial debut with San Diego earlier this year. He's been an important part of that coaching staff. It'd be great to see him get a ring. And hey, the Padres in general, I feel like they're a likable team. It's cool to see how you know they've been put together here where they only have five homegrown players on their 26-man roster, which is kind of ridiculous. Everybody else acquired via trade or free agency, but... They're a team that's never won a World Series. It'd be nice to see a new team win. And they're a team that's good for baseball. They continue to go for it, go for it, go for it every year. Even if it doesn't work out every year for San Diego, they're always going for it. They've never really been a tanking team, especially in the uh, fairly recent past. And so I think it'd be a pretty great thing for baseball to see the Padres win it all. Next up, I would put the New York Mets at number two. And obviously the easy reason there is Buck Showalter managing the Mets this year. To 101 wins, they came oh so close to winning the NL East. They led that division for most of the year, but the Braves came storming back, and they actually finished with the same record, the Braves and the Mets, each with uh, 101 and 61 record. But the Braves won the season series, so won the division. So the Mets will play in the wild card round. But, you know, Buck Showalter's had an incredible career as a manager, a whole lot of wins, a lot of different stops, but he does not have that World Series title. And I know a lot of people think if Buck can get that ring, That may push him over the edge into a Hall of Fame manager, and I would love to see that. So jumping on the Mets bandwagon, it's not just Buck. Wayne Kirby is the first base coach, of course, former Orioles legend there as well. And they got two former Orioles on the pitching staff. Now, one of them is Tommy Hunter, who is actually on the injured list right now, and it doesn't look like he'll pitch for the Mets 
in the postseason, but he did have a 2.42 ERA in 22 and a third innings of work at the big league level for New York this season. And then they also have Michael Givens. Now it looks like he will most likely make the postseason roster in the Mets bullpen. Givens, who have, sport, of course, spent some good time with the Orioles. 20 and two-thirds innings with the Mets since they acquired him at the trade deadline. He does only have a 4.79 ERA with New York, but Buck likes to go to him, so we should see him in the playoffs. I think it's pretty easy to cheer for Buck and the Mets to win the World Series this year. Number three on the list, many fans are not going to like this one. Many fans are going to have this team maybe a lot further down their list, but it's for one reason, one reason only. And the reason is Trey Mancini, and the team is the Houston Astros, number three on the list. Now I get it. Most baseball fans have turned against the Houston Astros. I understand it. It has been five years since they won their World Series in 2017. I know they've been to three of the last five World Series, and they're always around, and maybe you're tired of them. But a lot of the guys on that team are gone. I know Bregman and Altuve are still there, but some of the other big players in that scandal are with other teams now. I certainly would love to see the Orioles sign Carlos Correa this offseason. I'm not holding that against him. And if it means Trey Mancini can get a ring, I am all for it. Now, Mancini hasn't been great since the Orioles traded him to Houston. Just a 77 WRC plus and a 622 OPS with the Astros since the deadline. But he's still going to be on the postseason roster. I'm not sure he'll start every game for Houston, who again won the division and did get a bye into the division series. But he'll play a factor, play against some lefties. We'll see what kind of role he has. Also, I'd like to see Dusty Baker win a World Series. Something he's never done would kind of cement his Hall of Fame status as a manager, but Trey Mancini is enough for me to put the Astros up at third on this list. Number four, I'll go with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I know there's some Dodger fatigue out there. This is their 10th consecutive postseason appearance. They won the division again this year. They maybe had their best team in franchise history. 111 wins is their most wins ever in franchise history this season. I mean, this team is incredible. They are the favorites, according to Bet Online, to win the World Series this year. And there are a couple of guys who I'd like to see get a ring. I mean, first of all, for the Dodgers, they only have the one championship in this dynasty, and that was in the shortened 2020 season. And some people discredit that a little bit, which I don't much, but I can see why you might want to put a little asterisk next to that one. I wouldn't mind the Dodgers getting a title in a full 162-game season with this dynasty to really cement that they are the best team of this last decade. And they've got two former Orioles who are probably going to be on the playoff roster. They've got Evan Phillips, who's certainly going to be on the postseason roster. Phillips, after, you know, he came over to the Orioles from the Braves in the Kevin Gosman trade, and he showed some flashes, but overall struggled with Baltimore, ended up getting DFA'd. He was claimed by the Dodgers, and he's been lights out out of the Dodger bullpen this year. In 63 innings, Evan Phillips has a 1.14 ERA for Los Angeles with 11 Ks per nine and just two walks per nine. He's been like a top 25 or better reliever in baseball this year. They've just had him throw that slider more and more, which was always a devastating pitch, and he's striking everybody out. So I'd love to see Evan Phillips continue to shine. And Hanser Alberto has been with the Dodgers this year. He's probably on the postseason roster bubble, but I think he'll probably make the playoff roster just because he's been with the Dodgers all year. He basically only plays against lefties. He has a 73 WRC plus overall, but 
He's still hitting lefties, hitting 279 against left-handed pitching this year. Remember, he hit 400 against lefties with the Orioles in 2019. But Hanser has been great. He's also been their position player pitcher extraordinaire, where not only has he pitched when the Dodgers are down by a lot, Alberto has pitched a lot when the Dodgers are up by, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten runs in the ninth inning, and he'll throw an inning, he'll give up maybe one or two runs and kind of save a bullpen arm and finish off a win. He's done that five or six times this year. It'd be crazy to see that happen in the playoffs, but maybe it would. I do think Alberto's on that roster, and I would love to see Hanser Alberto get a World Series ring. Number five on the list is the Seattle Mariners. They really don't have an Orioles connection, but they had a 21-year playoff drought. It was the longest in professional sports, men's professional sports in the U.S. They finally got in. I said before on the podcast, if anyone was going to take away a playoff spot from the Orioles this year, I wanted it to be Seattle, and that's basically what happened here. It'd just be cool to see them end that drought and then win a World Series. They got a likable team. It's a fun young team. Rooting for the Mariners to get something done. And number six on this list is the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, they don't have any players with Orioles connections per se, but former Orioles third base coach Bobby Dickerson is on the Phillies coaching staff as their infield coach. And, of course, renowned across the game for what he does to teach infielders defensively so he could get himself a ring with the Phillies if they win it. And and they had the second longest playoff drought. They're in the postseason for the first time since 2011. It's not an unlikable team. I know many of you are not the biggest fans of Bryce Harper, but there are some guys worth it to cheer for on that team. Maybe you don't like Philly fans in general. I would get that. I kind of put them six because there's no reason to root for them 100% and really no reason to, to want them to lose in the first round. They're kind of in the middle, so that's where the Phillies fall. Now, next up, we'll get to the teams that maybe all have something against them a little bit in this rooting interest, in this playoff chase, but... Some of these teams could be some of the favorites, some of the betting favorites too, according to betonline.net. And that's where you can go this postseason to get all of your playoff odds. Of course, what I mentioned earlier, the Dodgers at plus 225 are the World Series favorites going into this postseason. Now, you can't blame them. 111 wins, leads baseball. They've got a super team. But can someone knock them off? Can the Braves win back-to-back? Can the Yankees get them? Or the Astros? Or the Mets? Or maybe a Cinderella run? Well, you can place your bets on all these teams potentially to win the World Series at betonline.net. You can also go game-to-game, live-in-game betting every postseason game. But it's not just baseball throughout October. Of course, football season, college football, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the NFL, Thursday, Sunday, and Monday, all the games, every single matchup. You can get all you need to know at betonline.net. You can get news, listen to podcasts, get in-depth articles and analysis, up-to-the-minute scores, and, of course, live betting for every game you can find. So head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. So it's our Orioles fan rooting guide for the 2022 MLB postseason. Just ran through the top six teams, so I think Orioles fans should be rooting for in this postseason. One through six, Padres, Mets, Astros, Dodgers, Mariners, and Phillies. And now we move on to number seven. Another team where I didn't feel strongly either way. It's the Cleveland Guardians. Now, it was pretty much an underdog story for Cleveland who didn't add anyone to this roster at all this offseason and still went on to win 90 games and win the AL Central. Granted, the Central was the worst division in baseball this year, but they're a fun team. They're an underdog. They play kind of differently. You know, they hit more singles. They don't really swing and miss. They put the ball in play a lot. They've got a good bullpen as well, a solid starting rotation. 
I don't want to, though, really reward what Cleveland did, which is not add anyone and still win a World Series. It might make more teams not spend in free agency. I want the Orioles to spend in free agency, but I don't have anything maybe against Cleveland, especially now that they've changed the name on winning this World Series. Number eight on the list, I would go with the Atlanta Braves. I do not want to see the chop happening anytime, but especially on the National World Series broadcast like we had to see last year. And it's usually not fun to see a back-to-back champion after the Braves won last year. If they did win, though, two former Orioles would get a ring. One would be Darren O'Day, who actually hasn't pitched much for the Braves this year, decided to come back for at least one more season and had another long-term injury. He's currently on the 60-day injured list, will not pitch in the postseason. Only threw 21 and two-thirds innings for the Braves this year and had a 4.15 ERA. And then Atlanta also has Ryland Bannon, who, of course, the Orioles DFA'd earlier this year after giving him a chance with his Major League debut. He was actually claimed by Atlanta off waivers. He spent most of the year in AAA, but did get one one at-bat in the big leagues with the Braves. It was a ground out. He's 0-for-1 with Atlanta. He's not going to be on the playoff roster. He's been in AAA mostly, but he's on the 40-man. He appeared in a big league game. He would get a ring if the Braves do win it all again. Number nine is a team that I would generally have even lower because their fans are the worst and most obnoxious and for many other reasons, just fans you don't want to see be happy. But the St. Louis Cardinals are at number nine. Now, they don't have really any Orioles connections. They did have TJ McFarlane for a solid chunk of this year, so I guess that's one. But other than that, really the reason to cheer for the Cardinals is the incredible run that Albert Pujols is on. And with him and Yadier Molina and potentially Adam Wainwright all playing their final season together in St. Louis, I guess that would be a cool story to see the Cardinals win the World Series. That's why they're as high as nine. If not for that, they'd be much lower. I cannot stand the Cardinals or their fans. They're the Yankees of the National League, but maybe worse in terms of their fandom. I I don't want to see them win. But if it comes down to you know Cardinals-Yankees in the World Series... That's a reason to root for the Cardinals is just that trio going out on top. Now we get to the AL East teams. At number 10, I put the Tampa Bay Rays. I think among the three AL East teams in the playoffs, O's fans have the least vitriol towards the Rays at this point. And there would be potentially two former Orioles getting a ring. Now, one would be Jimmy Iacobonis, who actually finished the season with the Rays on the active roster, but almost certainly will not be on the playoff roster. Pitched only four and two-thirds innings for Tampa this year and had an 11.57 ERA. He still has no idea where the ball is going despite the electric stuff, but the Rays have had Sean Armstrong on this team for most of the year, and surprisingly, it looks like Armstrong is probably going to be on the Rays' postseason roster. Now, as I record these, Uh, There are no wildcard round rosters revealed yet, but for as long as Armstrong's been on the roster this year, I mean, he's thrown 55 innings with the Rays for a 3.60 ERA. It looks like he's probably, you know, they're not going to go to him in the eighth or ninth inning, but I think he'll be on the postseason roster and at least be an option for Kevin Cash out of the bullpen. So, hey, he'd be a former Oriole to get a ring. Now the Rays and the O's have had a few dust-ups this year, and it's hard to make it a full rivalry because there's not really like an atmosphere when they play at the Trop, but you know there's generally some likable guys on that team, and I certainly cheered for them in the 2020 World Series to win, and obviously I love Brandon Lau with him being a Maryland Terrapin. Now he's injured. He's not going to play in the playoffs either, but I don't think they have the depth to get there anyway with all the injuries, but it'd be cool to see some of these young guys in Tampa go and, and actually win a World Series after being 0-2 and getting to the World Series 
so far. Then we get to number 11. There's two teams left. This was actually a little tougher here than you would think. I mean, you would generally think, oh, the Yankees are last. But the amount of stuff that's gone on between the Orioles and the Blue Jays over the last couple of years, I think that's going to develop into a really great rivalry. I mean, it was this year. I mean, they played 19 times. Blue Jays won 10. Orioles won 9. And the O's are going to be even closer to the Jays in terms of talent level going into 2023. Going to make that rivalry even better. So it's hard to say I would like to see the Blue Jays win over another team. But I did put the Blue Jays at number 11. It helps that Kevin Gosman is on that team. Obviously, he did so much for the Orioles when he was here. And Gosman's been great this year, a Cy Young contender in the American League. 31 starts, a 3.35 ERA for Toronto. He's most likely going to be their game two starter in this wild card series behind Alec Manoa. I don't like a lot of other guys on this Toronto team, but I do love watching Vlad Jr. play. I do love Kevin Gosman. And they've obviously got some other exciting players. Like, it's just fun to watch guys like Alejandro Kirk play baseball as well. And, you know, they're a fun team to get behind in terms of just the way they hit and the depth of that lineup. And I picked them at the beginning of the season to make it to the World Series out of the American League. They've got a real shot, I think, to do so. It's just with the things that have gone on between the benches clearing and Brian Baker and everything that's gone on between the Orioles and Toronto, it's hard to cheer for them. But the only reason they're at 11 is because, of course... The New York Yankees are at number 12. And no matter how many former Orioles they have on that team or how big the rivalry becomes between the Orioles and the Blue Jays, it's going to be really hard to put anyone but the Yankees in that final spot. I just could not handle the Yankees winning the World Series. It continues to be hilarious that they have not won since 2009. You hear all the 27 rings. Well, half those came when baseball didn't even count. And they haven't won one since 2009. A lot of teams have won since then. And one has not been the Yankees, and it would be hilarious to see that drought continue. They continue to just stumble in the postseason year after year. If they did win, you could take solace in the fact that two former Orioles relievers would get a ring. One would be Zach Britton. Of course, he's not going to be pitching for this team in the postseason. We saw him actually return to the mound from Tommy John surgery against the Orioles last weekend, and it looked rough. He was throwing 91. He lost a pitch to the backstop and came out of the game with – elbow fatigue. I can't imagine he's going to pitch again this year, which really stinks for Zach Britton, who just seems to be a great guy, and I cheer for him anywhere he goes. But he would still get a ring if they won. Now, Miguel Castro is also in this Yankees bullpen. He's been dealing with some injuries as well, but he could make this postseason roster out of the pen. In 29 innings with the Yankees this year, Castro has a 4.03 ERA. Of course, the hard-throwing right-hander could help them out of the pen. I could see him being on the playoff roster and would like to see Castro win a ring. But if it's with the Yankees, eh, maybe we wait till he uh, ends up on another team's bullpen before he gets that World Series ring because it would continue to be funny if the Yankees continued to be a really great regular season team and not win the World Series. But there are the rooting interests, 1 through 12 for the Orioles fan. Yours may be different if they are. Let me know how your list looks different than mine. Sound off in the YouTube comments right here on the Locked On Orioles YouTube page. And uh, on the next episode, I'll read out a couple, you know, if you had some some dire changes, if you think, you know, a team like, I don't know, the Guardians or the Rays should be higher, or, you know, you think the Astros should be much lower, or if you're not cheering for Manny Machado or Buck Showalter for some reason, let me know here in the YouTube comments. But that was the rooting interest. Next up to finish the pod, I'll try to think with my head rather than my heart. And I'll make some postseason predictions. And I will say, not to pat myself on the back too much, but the Atlanta Braves didn't exactly look like the most dominant team going to last year's playoffs. 
But I, on the record, on this podcast, at the beginning of the postseason, picked the Braves to win the World Series last year. And lo and behold, that's exactly what they did. So coming up next, I'll try to make it two years in a row with my World Series predictions. I'll go round by round in the playoffs, let you know who I think is going to take home the title. So the postseason starts today in 2022. Unfortunately, no Orioles in it, but we got four games today throughout the day to kick off the wild card round, these best of three series. And I'm going to get you my postseason predictions round by round before we get you out of here here on a Friday. So let's jump right into it. We'll start in the American League in the wild card round. The sixth seed is the Tampa Bay Rays, and the three seed is the AL Central champion the Cleveland Guardians. Now, obviously, this Rays team has a little more experience in terms of the players on this roster, but I look at the Rays. They won two of their last 11 games, went 2-9 and nine down the stretch. I know some of those games didn't matter because they clinched the playoff spot over the weekend, but they're just so injured. I just don't see it happening with this team. I know, you know, with McClanahan and Drew Rasmussen, they can at least have a puncher's chance with pitching, but Cleveland, the lineup isn't good, but they don't strike out. They can get on base. They play great defense. They've got Jose Ramirez. They've got Andres Jimenez. And Cleveland has a lockdown bullpen that right now is better than the Rays bullpen. I'm going to take the Cleveland Guardians in three to advance to the next round to play the Yankees. Then the other American League wildcard series, it is a couple of wildcard teams, the four-seed Toronto Blue Jays and the five-seed Seattle Mariners. Again, that last series would be in Cleveland. This series here will be played in Toronto. I just think the Blue Jays are a lot better than the Mariners. I'm going to take the Blue Jays in two games to sweep the Mariners out. It'd be really disappointing for Seattle fans. They wait 21 years to get to the postseason, and not only do they not see a home game, they don't even see their team win a postseason game and go two and Q. I think... The Blue Jays lineup is so, so much better than the Mariners. Now, on the pitching side, Seattle has the advantage, especially in the bullpen, which will help. And I think it's close to a toss-up in the starting rotation, just with the Mariners having Luis Castillo and Robbie Ray, the Blue Jays having Manoa and going with Kevin Gosman. But I think the Blue Jays' offense will just be too much. The Mariners' offense can get cold quickly, especially if Julio's not hitting. I see the Blue Jays in two advancing to take on the Houston Astros. On the National League side, sixth seed is the Philadelphia Phillies who got into the postseason. They will travel to St. Louis for a best of three series against the NL Central champion, the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals have been a great story with Pujols and Wainwright and Molina, and they've got some really good young players now on this team that helped them win this division. And on the flip side, you have the Phillies who have no bullpen. They don't play any defense. But the Phillies kind of mashed the baseball. And with Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola atop their rotation, that's a great one-two punch. I got the Phillies in three games here, upsetting the Cardinals. Just nothing excites me really about the Cardinals. And I think Kyle Schwarber could go off. Remember, he finished second in the big leagues in home runs behind Aaron Judge this year. He hit 45 bombs, just overshadowed by Judge hitting 62. Hopefully they'll have Castellanos healthy. And maybe Bryce Harper, who's been bad down the stretch, will figure it out for the Phillies. I just think the offense can propel them despite a terrible defensive team and a not very good bullpen. Maybe Noah Syndergaard pitches out of the bullpen and figures it out. I'll take the Phillies advancing to play the Braves. Then the final wildcard series is the Mets hosting the Padres, the New York Mets, the top wildcard team. Won 101 games, but did not win their division. Taking on the San Diego Padres. The Padres have a good offense. Manny Machado is probably the MVP, but 
this Mets team is too complete. I think it's an easy two-game sweep for the Mets, especially if they go DeGrom, Scherzer, and just that's it. And, you know, their offense doesn't hit a lot of home runs, but they hit in general pretty well with Pete Alonzo and Jeff McNeil being the batting champion. You know, Pete Alonzo with, you know, almost 130 RBIs this year. I'm taking the Mets. Buck Walter moving on to play the Dodgers. Now back to the American League in the division series. I've got the Guardians taking on the Yankees. This is tough because this Yankees team is, is clearly good. But for the memes, I'm going to take Cleveland. I'm going to take Cleveland in five games over the Yankees in the ALDS. I think with that bullpen that Cleveland has, I think they can hit just enough to get past the Yankees. I don't think the Yankees starting pitching is everything that, you know, they need it to be to get through here. I mean, Luis Severino's been great, but then, you know, Garrett Cole is an ace usually until he's not. He did not pitch well in the wild card game last year when the Yankees lost to the Red Sox. Can you trust Garrett Cole? Then behind him, you know, is Frankie Montes going to be ready? You know, is Nestor Cortez ready to pitch as well as he has in a postseason game? I think we'll get some low-scoring games that Cleveland can win because right now they have a better bullpen, which you wouldn't have said early in the year, but the Yankees' bullpen is very injured. Guys are not pitching well right now. I'll take Cleveland 5 to upset the Yankees. I think they just walk Aaron Judge and they get everybody else out. Then in the other American League Division Series, Blue Jays and Astros. That is going to be a heck of a series if that's what we get. I got to say, give me another upset here. I'm going to take the Toronto Blue Jays. Maybe it's just the bias of watching the Orioles take, you know, five or I should say four of seven from the Astros this year and being very close to winning six or seven out of seven against the Astros. Houston just did not impress me in those seven games they played against the O's. Their pitching staff is phenomenal with Verlander and Framber Valdez at the top there, both Cy Young candidates. It's ridiculous, but the Blue Jays can hit. And they can hit their way out of that rotation. The bullpen is good for Houston. But is it elite? That's the question. And I think the Blue Jays can just hit their way. And I'm going to take the Blue Jays in five games as well. I'm going to take two upsets. So it's going to be Blue Jays Guardians in my ALCS. Over to the NLDS, Phillies and Braves. Sorry to the Phils, but I'm taking the Braves. A a three-game sweep in that series. This Braves team is just too complete. Great rotation, great hitting, solid bullpen. The Phillies have too many holes. I think whoever wins that Phillies-Cardinals series is getting swept by the Braves. I'll take the Braves. And then Dodgers and Mets. That's going to be a fun five-game series. I mean, the Dodgers, you know, they've had their... they've, They've choked a lot of times in the postseason. And this Mets team did win 101 games. I'm going to take Buck Showalter and the Mets in five games. I think with DeGrom and Scherzer, Scherzer, you know, has the ability to pitch out of the bullpen if you need him to in the postseason. Now the Mets bullpen scares me a little bit, but so does the Dodgers bullpen. It hasn't really been locked down this year. And I just think with this Mets team, they can hit. And with the starting pitching they have at the top, even though the Dodgers have Kershaw and Arias at the top of that rotation, I think this Mets team is built to beat the Dodgers right now. And I'm going to take them in five games. So that takes us to the ALCS. I've got Guardians and Blue Jays 
Give me the Toronto Blue Jays. The Toronto Blue Jays in five games over the Guardians. I just think this is where the offense catches up to Cleveland. It's just not very good. Meanwhile, Toronto might have the best offense in baseball. I think they hit their way through that Guardians pitching staff and get themselves to the World Series. And on the flip side, the Mets and the Braves, we get you know at least four more games. What was a great season series between those two teams. I'm going to take the Mets. I think this is Buck Showalter's time. The Mets over the Braves in seven phenomenal games gets them into the World Series. DeGrom and Scherzer gets them there. And I think somebody gets hot for the Mets, whether they get Starling Marte back, whether it's Jeff McNeil, whether it's, you know, maybe one of these rookies like Mark Vientos or Francisco Alvarez, or maybe it's a Mark Canna. Somebody's going to get crazy hot in the NLCS that gets the Mets to the World Series in seven games. And then it's Blue Jays and Mets for the World Series title. And as much as I hate to say it, I'm going to take the Toronto Blue Jays in six games over the Mets to win the World Series. I know their bullpen is a question, but with Manoa and Gosman and then Ross Stripling at the top of that rotation, and if Jose Barrios can figure it out at all, he's been bad this year, but he's been good in the past. If he can figure it out at all, they've got some weapons at least out of the bullpen, some guys you may not know like Anthony Bass and Jordan Romano and Tim Meza that can maybe step up. And that, I think, is the best offense in baseball. They've been red hot in September. I think their hitting can overcome the Mets pitching, especially the top of that staff. And although the Blue Jays' bullpen is shaky, I think besides Edwin Diaz, the Mets' bullpen is worse. And that's what it comes down to in a World Series. I'll take the Blue Jays, a rival of the Orioles, to win the World Series. And maybe I'll be right with my World Series pick two years in a row. But... On the podcast here, I'll be back with you on Monday, and there is a scenario in which both of my World Series teams are eliminated by the time we get back here. We'll talk a bit about the wild card weekend for all of these teams in the postseason, and we'll start looking back on this Orioles 2022 season coming up on Monday's episode. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.